Hello and welcome to the Not So Secret Source podcast where we open source the secret source. My name is Andy Masuo. I am head of community at Founders Factory Africa. Welcome to the show. On this episode, we'll be talking about the importance of events as a driver of ecosystem momentum. Now, the question is, do conferences and other forms of fellowship, events that is, held across the year, across the continent, do they make a tangible difference to the ecosystem's growth? That's what we want to know. And um, I think it's fair to say that <laughs> the starting point of this podcast is a resounding yes, okay? We, we certainly believe so, and so does our guest on this pod who shares this view, Kadi Diallo. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Andy Lay. I'm so excited to be here. Fantastic. Listen, who's Kadi? Well, Kadi is Portfolio Manager for the Africa Tech Festival, which of course is one of the many, many, many uh, <laughs> convening brands owned by the good people at Informatech. And, and who we have to thank for this collaboration, this three-part mini-series exploring the power mm-hmm. of uh, community practice. Thank you, Kadi, for, uh, for joining the fray. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Fantastic. Well, uh, Kadi, you've been involved with Informatech, what, now four years? Yes, it's been four years. This year, actually, happy anniversary to me. Wow, wow. And, and uh, well done, <laughs> Informatech. Uh, Informatech for holding you down. Mm, yeah, <laughs> well done to them. And before that, you worked at uh, 31 Media. You were an event producer there? Yes, I was an event producer there, but it was a lot smaller than Informa, from a 30-people employee to more than 10,000. So you can see the scale there. Is that the right way to do it? Start small? Grow big. Or the other way around as well, you know. But Do you think you could have started with like the big sort of massive events and then sort of scale down? Scale down, yeah, and focus more, I think. Smaller events allow you to, I don't know, it's a different part of community building. You have like the big communities and then you have the smaller ones. Yeah. So I feel that's actually kind of the way things are going yeah. now. I think large conveners are mm-hmm. looking to, to make things like small and intimate and niche. Yes. And obviously the smaller ones want to be like <laughs> uh, grow profile and be massive and, and, and appeal more. But Absolutely. I just want to sort of rewind back yeah. to like where you were born. Yes. Because I believe that was a community event in itself. (laughs) (laughs) I believe raising you was a group activity. Tell me about it. I mean, my family is a community in itself. Uh (laughs) And I guess I learned it. I learned what I do from the beginning of of me on this planet. (laughs) So talk me through Guinea. Like, so it's it's you born to a family in Guinea? Oh, it's me born to a family of, my dad has nine siblings. And my mother has seven siblings wow. so you can see the scale there i have like cousins and i love that the but... scale <laughs> i love the scale uh-huh not the scale the scale uh, the yeah scale no but it, it, family. it is a rather large family right yeah absolutely yeah yeah and then you know grew up in france paris and then studied in new york and then ended up in london where i started my career in events 10 years ago wow, wow. another milestone there for me and I have to thank you for showing up for this podcast with a raspy voice. I know, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> no, no, don't be sorry. We're, we're so grateful that you made the, the appointment. And full disclosure, this is the second take on a... Are you going to tell them? I'm going to tell them. Oh, wow. We taped what has to be the <laughs> most joyful and relaxed conversation in, on, on a podcast anywhere in the world. Yeah. Not, not less than three days ago. Yeah. At On The Eve... Of, of Africa Tech Festival uh, 2023. We were buzzing. We were it was buzzing. 
it was um, on the on the day we were collaborating on an investor day with the folks at Microtraction and yourselves, yep. as, as well as uh, startup clubs ZA uh, collaborating on a founder day happening in the same building here at Innovation City. Shout Absolutely. out to Innovation City in Cape Town. Yeah. Man, we were buzzing. We <laughs> took all the Instagram pics. We oh, had the yeah. micro clips. You'll probably see some of them on social. That's okay. That's not this day. That's not today. <laughs> That's not today. Your voice was a little less raspier because you, you had a lot less talking done. Yeah. But that's how life is. That's how life is. And, and that's here's, fine. And here's here the now. community pulling together to make sure that this podcast makes it to the people. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> that's <laughs> such a good analogy. So, so let's get warmed up with an icebreaker. And not that we aren't warm enough at the point. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's a tradition around here. Absolutely. And I hope you're willing to, to sort of... Let's do it. Let's do some let's hot do take. It. Let's do some hot takes. It's just five subjects. Your first immediate the knee-jerk reaction. Hopefully a hot take. Okay. Get us all, uh, okay. uh, get us all talking. And so let's start easy. Reality TV. Obsessed. What? Obsessed no. with reality TV. Really? I love it. I love it. And my favorite are the housewives. That's the your real... poison? That's my... Which ones? Oh, the Atlanta used to be my favorite, but okay. I love the Potomac one now. They're oh. my new girls. They're okay. my new favorite girls. And oh, my. Yeah, obsessed with reality TV. <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. know why. Think fabulous woman and rich, fabulous black woman. Yeah. Um, I, I would not have. I would never figured. <laughs> that's, that's fun. Okay. It's my piche mignon, as you say in French. Which means? It's my uh, um, guilty pleasure. Uh, yeah. Guilty ah, pleasure. good guess. Okay then. <laughs> Dinner parties to celebrate a birthday. Let's uh, put it your birthday. Oh God, I hate to have the attention on me. Really? Yeah. Wait, I'm, wait. Actually, that's true. Yeah. We had to. We had. <laughs> we had to motivate. Why you for this podcast? We're like. I mean, you have. You have lots of stellar colleagues at Informatech and lots of people yeah. you could have interviewed. But but no, the team. The our team managing was editor like, Adam, you. our um, uh, community engagement specialist, Zinclair. Everyone said no, no, no. Let's get cut, please. Oh, I take it as a compliment, but I hate the attention to be like spotlighted on me. So I do like. I don't often celebrate my birthday that's a hot take uh -oh. but when i do dinner parties i mean i wouldn't call it dinner parties but dinners with like my closest friend or a thing but we always gonna end up dancing okay absolutely so dinner party plus dancing you're good yeah okay that sounds I'm good, good okay that. the best drink to have before a long meeting tea tea i found what it kind? very English breakfast. English I breakfast. found it very funny. That's your London vibe. That's, that's your London, London situation. Because that's, that's where you're based, right? Exactly, yeah, So exactly. that's London coming through there. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. that. All right. <laughs> Pros and cons of using convention centers to host events. Hot takes, because obviously Africa Tech Festival, one yeah. of the biggest uh, conferences of its kind on yeah. the continent, hosted in one of the, the biggest events of mm -hmm. its kind mm -hmm. um, in South Africa and certainly yeah. on the continent, the, yeah. the Cape Town International Convention Center. Yeah. It's not all love, I have to think. <laughs> no, I think the pros would be obviously you can have like a larger space allow you to have a larger large scale event like our events gather more than 10,000 people at a time at one time wow over three days over three days as well yeah absolutely so you have like more space to create you know ways that people can connect and obviously the volume so you have even more people that you can connect those with. databases just go <laughs> <laughs> I can't I see your people at those doors the, like, <laughs> like scanning, scanning you know, scanning away. Scanning away. Yes, the ones and zeros being entered into the big data machine. Absolutely. Okay. So the that's cons a good thing. the cons would be obviously you can get lost because a lot is happening at the same time. So you can be a bit overwhelmed, I think, you know, and, and, and think, oh, my God, this is, I don't even know where to start. That's why we have a clear agenda. We use a, a, a technology app 
that allow people to build their their, their, their schedule. Figure out where you want to be. Exactly. And who you want to meet. Exactly. Connect with certain people. Exactly. Especially if you rocked up alone. Shame. Shame. Shame, shame, shame. shame. (laughs) All right. The last one. Your top time management hack when coordinating an event. And it's it's completely underrated. Don't be afraid to say no. Oh. Don't be afraid to say no. Let them down. Le- <laughs> let them down. <laughs> let, like, let, the, let the people down. Let the people down. No, okay. Sometimes you can be like a bit, a lot on your plate, especially for an event the size of Africa Tech Festival. Yeah. It can be like a lot to manage. So don't be afraid to say no to a colleague. That can be a customer. That can be, you know, anyone at the event. Don't yeah. be afraid to be like, sorry, we're not going to be able to do that, but this is what I offer. So don't gotcha. be scared. Gotcha. Well, thank you, Kali, for playing. <laughs> thank you. Nice and warm. Ice truly, well and truly broken. Uh, and we often ask, well, guests on the show, particularly in the series, at least the last yeah. two. <laughs> well, we've always asked people. No, no. <laughs> the last <laughs> the, la- the last two, uh, in the last two episodes of this mini series, we've asked, you know, how people define community and fellowship. I think you alluded to it in the introduction somewhat, but I mean, do you think of events as a, a sort of a community building mechanism really? Or is is there something slightly more pragmatic and sort of businessy and capitalist about that? Or, or is it both? I, th- I think it's a little bit a mix of both. I think, first off, I would say that community is being genuinely, it's about like being a genuine part of the ecosystem, the city, the country or the market that you that you serve. Being basically integrated enough that you understand the day-to-day challenges of the people that you, you know, trying to cater for or, or, or the market that you're trying to cater for. For us also... It's about having we call it we call it our friendlies, our friendly contact that have been like attending ATF Africa Tech Festival for the last I don't know how many years. And, and I'm glad you articulate that because it used to be Africa Com, then it transitioned, it yes, grew. Yeah. Now it's three festivals. Now in it's one. three festivals. Or three t- uh, conferences uh, a month. Basically, exactly that. Uh, and delete started off 26 years ago as Africa Com connectivity, serving basically the connectivity provider, because at the end of the day, they are the enabler. And then about seven or eight years ago, we launched Africa Tech. That's another one of our anchor events. So that's anything about digital transformation and how enterprises are using technology to disrupt industry verticals. We and see you capturing Google keywords here. Oh, oh here we go. <laughs> we see you. We see you. So that's Africa Tech. And then Africa Ignite, which is basically the most exciting one for me. Like it's all oh. about startups, investors, and how we can basically bridge that gap in terms of funding and supporting startups um, so, in Africa. And so this is, again, back to the question then, your way of what? Staying engaged with the community. Yeah. And I suppose with conveners, and I'm speaking to, I suppose you can speak to, to people who have this aspiration. Perhaps they're really small now or they're, they're housing a tiny little community. How do you know when to build something out? So if you reflect on seven years ago, well, I suppose you've been here for four. But yeah. I mean, when you reflect on the time you've been at Informatech yes. and, and, the, and what goes into the, decis- the decisioning that goes into... I think our community is ready for this or needs that. I mean, how are you tapping into that? Basically, we listen a lot to our community, as you call it, like people that attend our event. We conduct thorough, you know, surveys, speak to them, to the ones that we're really close to, to really know where they see the gap and how we can basically facilitate that and bridge that gap. So startup was definitely something that was taking off and was seeing like a lot of eyes from a world world scale point of view and then we were like okay let's let's try the thing is also i'm not gonna like working for a company like informa you have the means to build something like that but i'm sure if you have a small event you can also you know start small and, and start like scaling from from there but listen to the people that are part of your community is number one 
you raise a really good point. Informer tech's massive. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I think I mentioned at the top of the show, you know, 13,000 individual event brands, event instances. Event, like 30,000. 30, Wait, three, three zero? Uh, yeah, three zero. I've been saying 13. Oh, no, it's like three, three, 30,000. Oh, my 30, word. Okay, so, it's okay, so let's uh, paint a picture, please, okay. for the audience who's not familiar mm -hmm. with just how broad this portfolio stretches and, and where... Africa Tech Festival features in that in that portfolio. So Informa Group is a series of basically individual brands. So we have I'm part of Informa Tech and Africa Tech Festival in, is under that that kind of like arm of Informa Group. Then we have Informa Market, Informa Intelligence, uh, Informa Connect, but Informa Tech. Yeah, we are about I think five thousand worldwide. We have offices all all over. As in five thousand employees. Yeah, as in five thousand employees. Mercy me. And then within that, we have a festival group with which we are part of. We organize events in London called London Tech Week. No one's ever heard of that one. <laughs> That's the most obscure one. I, no, I don't think anyone on this on this podcast has ever heard of London Tech Week. You guys own London Tech Week? We own London Tech Week. Wow. We okay. own London Tech Week. And then we have Asia Tech Week. That's That one is in Singapore. That's a mess one too. Um, exactly. And then we have our baby, Africa Tech Festival. How's it shaping up then in terms of how you know, Africa, in the context of what you're seeing elsewhere, like how are we being perceived? What's the what's the big Africa opportunity that Africa, you know, Tech Festival represents as a global peer to these other sort of convenings? Our, I would say our key differentiator is to connect those, first of all, to include connectivity as part of our show because they're the foundation of everything that we do when it comes to tech. So we have that and then we have obviously the tech part of it and then the startup part of it, which is kind of like the future as we see it. So I think what the kind of like constant between all of those three brands are the supporting startups. We all have a big part of the festival and those are big events that focus solely on startups and how we can connect them to investors and potential corporate partners and partners. So what are the, the objectives and key results? Okay, let's go, let's go corporate uh, let's here. Go co so, I mean, what are you tracking to, to, what are you tracking to get a sense of whether or not this is working? Like when you reflect, you and your team are going to reflect on this year's event and go, right? You know, startups particularly, which yeah. we're particularly excited about at Farmers yeah. Factory Africa, as yeah. you know. As I know. Uh, <laughs> like what, what and, and, and as an investor looking to invest in some of yeah. the, the best ones on the continent, what is your sense of this was a successful event and, and what are you measuring? We measure it, as I said, like we conduct various surveys. We speak to our audiences on a, on an almost regular basis to kind of like get a, get a sense of, you know, how, and people come to us as well. People feel comfortable enough that they give us like direct feedback. Oh, I really enjoyed this or this hasn't really worked. Wait, is that why you would have be partnering with a little uh, company in our portfolio called Zindi to, to oh, host some hackathons? Wow, absolutely. Zindi is our official partner for our hackathon this year. Oh, wow. Um, at Africa Tech Festival, we also have a pitch competition in partnership with Startup, Startup World Cup, where the winner can get the chance to win a million dollars in San Francisco in December. We, of course, have... So, so no, so my question really is, and wait, that's fantastic. That's okay, a million dollars. But also, shout out to you, Zindi, exactly, <laughs> the team yeah. over there. But I suppose I just raised them, one, to name check them straight up, a shameless plug. But also to ask, it, so how would something like that come up? The, the community says, hey, we're actually working on stuff. We'd like to sort of collaborate. We want a reason to fellowship around, like ideas being knocked around. Mm -hmm. And you'd go, 
okay, so how do we do that? Who who in our ecosystem can engage that? Is that, I mean, it sounds, is, is that really as, is it as sort of community-esque as it sounds? Uh, yeah, or? no, absolutely. I think you, you said it like rightfully so. We we might have the idea originally and then we might approach partners, like basically Founders After, Founder Factory Africa, which we came up with this idea of of launching your founder and investor day with also so that was an idea well we're, we're happy to be a part <laughs> certainly of piloting it with you and yeah. it was a sterling success you know, at the time we, we record before we we would i suppose we were all kind of nervous and hoping it would work what a vibe so what a vibe. so again that so that would have been an idea you pitched us with with a fairly sort of vanilla sort yes. of rate card yeah. and then we go ah let's let, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> let's figure out how this will really work and exactly. you know let's, let's MOU around something that makes sense and make sense to your community as well you know it's kind of like a win-win we want to like you know satisfy as per se or, or ideas come to you or ideas come to us for example Zinli, Zinli reach out to us to say that they organize you know hackathon that's their speciality they have a database or I don't know how many you know thousands of, thousands of data scientists yeah on, in, and, in Africa they're fantastic and then we were yes sure because from the feedback that we received from the audience hackathons were one of the things that people wanted to see at the show so then the idea came to life like that you know so it can be both ways a business as big as Informatech isn't isn't I, I don't I want to be kind. I, I was I was gonna say isn't here for for our health. Uh, oh. No 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 no. You're a capitalist endeavor. You're a for we profit a commercial business, commercial yeah. business etc. So I just wonder how we distill all of this stuff. And I think it's important for you know throughout the series. I think I've been you know I've been keen that people don't uh, realize just how key as a driver of amazing transactional mutual benefit community building is right. And while maybe it has like longer horizons and it doesn't always feel like the most pragmatic thing to do when you have very short to medium terms of sales enablement and marketing demands or you know K kpis to meet it, it is in fact the business right so of course so how does the business of, of what we just described ladder to you know shareholder value presumably yeah. uh, you know for for for, for happy shareholders of, yeah. of, of this company of course well as as i said we are a commercial business and we have to pay the bills you know so so we we do have various sponsorships so so the majority of our revenue comes from sponsorships so sponsors like the google of this world the aws the, the big tech or the big Huawei, Huawei exactly. Stuff, yeah. So they pay us, you know, a certain amount of money to be able to have access to our community. Marketing budgets, brand budgets, which ones? Marketing budgets, marketing, marketing budgets. budgets. Okay, yeah. so they legit, so they're probably chasing the attention and interest of the community you exactly, convey. Exactly, okay? yeah. and, and, and generate leads, quality leads from, from that. Not just awareness. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. <laughs> no, no, so leads. Okay. Leads, yeah, and have different activation as part of their packages, sponsorship packages that they can like, you know, meet those targets and KPIs that they have within their businesses. So they're like the first class the tier passengers one. Of, the, the the, <laughs> of your airline. <laughs> Subsidize the rest of us in coach. Without them, it wouldn't happen. Let's be real. <laughs> like, okay. But we all get to... Where's this analogy going to go? But we all land. But we all land. We all get where we're going. Absolutely. Because then that allows us to create, you know, the scale of Africa Tech Festival. And because startups don't pay, by the way, to attend our events. Startups, startups and investors are free to attend because we want to support the community. So that, you know, sponsorship value allows us to create that vision that we have for startups to scale. African startups as well. So, but then below the sort of enterprise, well, mega enterprise mega scale, yeah. you know, big business mm -hmm. tech players. I mean, so how do you think of everyone else then? I mean, how, in terms of just 
segmenting or you know your stakeholder the stakeholders that make the model work how, how do you then you know so obviously the the, the money audience yeah, the, <laughs> the, money audience. The, the high rollers but then how do you think of everyone else who are by the way i'm, I'm not trying to denigrate anybody, no of course then you have our speakers because they're the one who bring you know the content and program to life i mean our our team work works whole, all year round to create the program and then based on what we spotted as the hottest topic or the topics that uh, and themes that our audience want to be to learn more about at the event then we recruit the, those speakers that you see we have like more than 400 speakers throughout the week at Africa Tech Festival so those are the people that you know everybody wants to you know hear about so you have those and of course the the attendees as well you know delegates that provide us with the volume to create those like meaningful co connections, sorry. That show up. That show up. This is a Pan-African event. Yes. Um, hosted in perhaps one of the, um, I want to be careful here. I mean, is Cape Town the most African city on the continent? I don't know. Well, <laughs> but I think the point I'm making is, I mean, it's obviously a, a global destination. And in many ways, isn't the most representative town of, you know, what Africa looks like and how tech is sort of unfolding on a pan-African, on a sort of continent-wide basis. Of course, yeah. And so I have to imagine that you're sensitive to, in curating a gathering for the entire continent, hopefully as a destination and as a sort of high, you know, one of yeah. the high points of the year. How do you think about how to make sure this doesn't turn into a sort of fairly vanilla maybe even oversimplification of what the sort of tech innovation journey i mean i'm saying this in the context of just how hard things are right now i wonder how, how, how do you approach curating with relevance pan-african relevance yeah. market relevant relevance when i mean we're surrounded by what doesn't you know what is for the most part not a representative yes yeah, of course state of play in, in africa yeah. here in cape town and the, in the city bowl that is i mean there are parts of cape town obviously that are more representative <laughs> but that's not where we are right now <laughs> yeah no definitely i mean the african audience is definitely a unique one you know and and we spoke you just mentioned about the culture so the culture is definitely like an important point and something that we really want to be like growing and making sure that our audience is truly you know pan-african and not like a kind of like south africa or Cape Town based or, <laughs> or, or, or privileged elite crowds. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So on our, we spoke about our database earlier and we've been doing the event for like more than 26 years this year. This year, sorry. Wow. I know it's a long time. So we build that that database and we also have regional events. We have an East Africa come in Kenya. We had a West Africa come in Senegal. We had a North Africa come in Egypt, I think like 10 years ago that we relaunched during COVID. So, and all of that, all of those audiences, obviously they keen to meet like, you know, because regional, regional, I mean, regions, like regional, you know, parts of Africa have specific challenges, but to kind of like share the view, okay, this is what is happening within our region. How can we, you know, not brainstorm, but kind of like speak about our respective challenges into one platform and that would be Africa Tech Festival. So you would be surprised how Pan-African our event is. It's not only Southern Africa. We have people from West, North, Central and East attending the event. Um, I can attest to this. Yeah, exactly. So I, 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 am, I am pleasantly surprised yeah. at how eclectic and, and perhaps cosmopolitan it, it is. And, and, and hence really the question, it wasn't the gotcha question as much as, you know, it, there must be some kind of intentionality, which there is, right? So Always, yeah. you're, you're, you're curating over you know 
I suppose they're curations that aren't just yes. this one event at, the, at a time. I think it's also an important observation to make that, I mean, I, I, <laughs> it might it might surprise some, but Africa is not a country. And, 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 and I suppose it's really important to make sure that regional sort of reality. Or point of view are integrated within the program. As best as Absolutely. possible. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So you've probably seen, you know, even before you joined Informatech, like, the impact of, of say, like the life-changing impact of COVID, for example, and how that would have changed behavioral norms around convening and, and you know, being in the same space, seeking fellowship and that sort of thing. What would you say, maybe the top three things, and not so much the, not so much maybe like the macro happenings like a COVID or war or, you know, you know, VC uncertainty, less that and more like the technology itself. What would you say... What would you point to as some of the technologies that are changing how events are being run and, and how you're approaching events or even optimizing for convening in a, in absolutely. a context, you know, post-COVID? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I can tell you that before COVID, we didn't really have like an event app where people could, you know, it wasn't optimized as much as it is now. And COVID came, we hosted like virtual events and we partner with a, a virtual, I mean, a digital event application called SwapCard during COVID years that we're now using as the event application. And they have an integrated AI matchmaking within the, within the application. <laughs> Was that the buzzword? Was that so a, AI Did she just drop AI? I just dropped AI. If you wow. talk about that. <laughs> so how are, you, how are you leveraging AI? Um, you know, so basically they make uh, smart connections and suggest like, people you know those you know because you're bringing those people together ah, but yes. you're not gonna like go i mean you can and we encourage you to you, you know just approach people mm -hmm. you know engage in conversation like a real like, human being like a real human being <laughs> without a device in between uh, yeah, i get it yes but the device can also facilitate that a lot better ah, um and so like matchmaking matchmaking basically virtual matchmaking virtual matchmaking and also so that's content. how i'm getting those suggestions yes so that would be the ai going andile i think andile we keep we think that this person or this content this you content. should like check out oh, okay etc et wow okay so that's um there's a platform i love called lunch club which oh, makes okay. these Collecting. you join and and then it, it it basically suggests people you should meet every week oh and, wow that's and, amazing and if you just say well you tell it how, well you know the times you're exactly, available yeah. and it, it sort of matches you with people who are available and then if you want to do it you say yes and then it sets up the call and stuff it's, it's fantastic so there's a version of that happening on on an app you're using yeah now. exactly and how would you say that one thing is changing the dynamic is it on the experience side for for me as a visitor is it is it for you as the organizer or is it both so it's both because for you it's gonna it, it makes your experience a lot more seamless and for us we get the data <laughs> and then from that we can make decisions you know who's on, meeting who exactly you know who, who's meeting who you know what type of content they want to see because they add it to the schedule and then that can like give us an indication of oh this works so we watching you oh <laughs> my word and i can you just hit it just hit me i mean at thirty thousand instances uh -huh. around the world mm -hmm. per annum. Yes. And you have a version of that level of sort of, you know, data intake, yeah, yeah. intake yeah. and processing. And processing, yeah, that we can, because it does the, it does the analysis for you as well. So we don't need to like do it manually. So it gives you, you know, you know, this is the type of profile that attended in terms of market, like let's say X amount of VCs, X amount of startups, what type of startup, fintech, health tech, health tech, et cetera, et cetera. The size of the company as well. Hadi. Yeah, um. <laughs> That's really, really good. I mean, I'm obviously, I'm familiar with Swapcard and other sort of yeah, platforms really like good. that. But I mean, things are getting really interesting. Yeah. And they they update their, their offering every every year. So they optimize the activation within the application every year. 
What? Yeah. So, okay, uh, as we sort of land the chopper now, I'm fascinated, naturally, given my uh, content-making proclivities. You know, I'm, I'm interested in how tech might be changing how you curate that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the content, the thematic, you know, the conversations that I had... I suppose the experiential, if we if we consider like the experiential nature of how people are actually connecting at the at the event and, and how you curate that, like what would you point to as like some of the top things that are techie things? And maybe maybe even yeah, maybe they're not even that wizzy. I don't know. You tell me, like on the content side, on the sort of experiential side, mm-hmm. what would you see as a massive trend or a, a, a signal or something that's changing how you how we how we organize our mm. event yeah as you mentioned ai ai definitely i mean the biggest topic of the year really <laughs> is helping us making smart connection with uh, our audiences also something that we look i mean it's not really i mean it's technology that we're looking to integrate next year is immersive tech so those virtual reality reality sorry and how people can connect and and discover how to connect like in a more you know I mean, in a virtual way, but in a different way as well. Uh, so that's something... Immer- that would that be for people at the event yeah, or people that who can't be, attend? Yeah, that people at the event. And we're also looking to potentially people that can't attend and how they can... So reality it. is not enough. <laughs> we <laughs> we need an alternate one with your, with goggles on. <laughs> Maybe you'll, you'll transport people to the real housewives. <laughs> oh, Potomac. <laughs> no, but seriously. Okay, so, okay, that's... See, that's an unexpected answer. I, I know. You know, I, I, I kind of it, and thought you would go somewhere. And, 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 um, and Where did you think I was going? I, I don't know. I thought maybe with content, maybe the way you collect insights, you know, mm-hmm. at, at the fringes. At the fringes. Like, you know, deploying, I don't know, like work with journalists and maybe in ways you're, you, you, you're creating micro content out of that learning and create long tail access to it. Like, yeah. I was just thinking in terms of, you know, playing to how you know, consumption habits around content are, mm-hmm. are changing mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe, maybe it, it boils down to uh, m- m- my orientation, which is to think of events as content. As content, yeah. Absolutely. A- and then try and find ways to actually extend it, extend or give it. it long tail life and, and yeah. actually have it scale past the people actually attending. Attending the event. So not that I, you know, obviously that was totally me projecting. But this is completely left field. I, yeah, I would not no, have thought of the, uh, yeah. of the uh, you know, uh, you know, virtual the reality virtual, thing. Virtual reality. No, but that, that's also, I mean, you, you made a valid point and I probably forgot to add that. But we want people to stay connected beyond the event. And that's something that we're working on to kind of like maintain that connection and not only for people and our audience to meet at ATF only, you know. And how to build that commitment. And we, and I'm not going to lie, we have a little bit more work to do through that. And that's why we partner with people like Founders Factory Africa. Shout out to us. Thank you. Shout and out shout to out to you. You, <laughs> you know, that uh, really have that community that you kind of like follow. Uh, I know that you were in Kenya not so long ago, you know, that you follow all year round, not just like once in a year. So, uh, and have access to that community and vice versa. And how we can, you know, build that together and create that momentum beyond Africa that's that's here. That, is, that is true. And and honestly, yeah, I mean <laughs> jokes aside, I, I think you, you you touched on something really, really important that, you know, not not to take away anything from sort of Informatech's ability to cut, you know, to translate this major convening and data play into, you know, real community and connection. They're not always the same thing. No. They're not, you know, by default the same thing. Yeah. And so in our world it's it's the relationships, you know, and there are proxies for that. Of course, Do you have yeah. people's email address? Have you sort of 
you know, to what extent have you sort of engaged that person? You know, are they subscribed to a podcast yeah. as a mechanism or a newsletter as a mechanism for staying in touch and as a maybe one-to-one, potential one-to-one yes, you know, access yes, point to them course. whenever you need them, yeah. but also building rapport and relationship? Are you asking to convene on the basis of a relationship you've built over time as opposed to just, you know, you're hoping they'll they'll come just they'll because come next year. they'll come next year because you know because you're we a massive are who brand, we are exactly. you are who we are yeah, of course um, and this podcast that we're doing right now absolutely you know? are you earning are you earning the right to convene maybe is part of what it yeah. is right and yeah, yeah. and and, I, and we definitely think a lot about that mm-hmm. and and we definitely see platforms like yours as as being important in in creating high moments or mountaintop moments mm. and then the i think maybe the hard work for all of us i think is like you say, what we do in between. What we do in between. Yeah, just absolutely. Just keep in touch. Like any good marriage. Like, oh, you know what oh. I mean? Like any good... Re- <laughs> Shout out to the boo, who's probably not listening to this podcast. Uh, that's my wife's tabby. So. Um, but yeah, yes. no, honestly, I think it's it's really what we do in between. And and, and, I, and I think content is a big part, is of, a big part of, of, that. of doing that. And, and you're right. Uh, and maybe that's also why I, I, I recoil at the idea of like virtual reality, because I almost feel like that might take you out of... Out of the... Yeah. Out of that very thing. But to to be fair, there are also things you probably can experience with much deeper sort of full immersion. Fully immersed, With yeah. a headset on your head. And um, we also, as Will mentioned, <laughs> but we do have a media platform called Connecting Africa, where we have journalists, you know, doing interviews all all way around, pro- uh, producing reports, etc., into market insights all year round. But as a festival, yeah, we need to create that momentum that's going to continue until the next event. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, we're all here for it. And this is part of it. And listen, yes. as, that's as good a place as any to put this down. Yes. Um, wrapping the yeah. third and mm-hmm. final installment of this mini series, exploring uh, the, the importance of community as a practice. And today, wow, a conversation about events and, and it's important in sort of advancing, you know, the well-being of, of this tech ecosystem we all love. And uh, a big thank you to uh, Kadi Diallo for just... Uh, it was muscling through a sore throat <laughs> and a really, really hectic uh, a week uh, week here in Cape Town to, to be with us on the show. Kadi, thank, thank you, you so much, Angela. Thank you so much, FFA team, for having me. Oh, it really is a pleasure. And thank you, the listener, for, for making time for this conversation and joining us. We look forward to having you do that again soon. Take care.